You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos for creating! Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Look what you did to him! Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the one, the only, the classic Rabbit Red podcast. I'm Simone. I'm Riley, back here with episode four, 44. I don't even know. I lost count. Uh, I'm <laughs> almost certain it's 44. Yeah, we can go with it. <sighs> Golly, uh, you know what that means? 44 weeks of my life. Just gone. Just, <laughs> Just gone. gone. Watching shitty movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. Yeah, it feels like we just yeah forty four confirmed. It feels like we okay. just started this show. It's weird. I mean, yeah. it's, only been, it's only been a year, I guess. But yeah. time flies when you're having fun. Because uh, I, I remember being when we started the show, I was, I was upstairs before my office was complete. It was like right when I moved into this house. Huh. Wow. wow. Those are better times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, how, oh. what, how you been? What have you been up to? Um. Not too much. Uh, went and saw the new Ant-Man movie in uh, Screen X. Trash. <laughs> it's a, it's the best thing I can say about it is um, it's fun. It has really cool, unique creature designs uh, in the quantum realm. Kang is a badass and yeah. scary. Um, aside from that, I mean, it's Marvel still hasn't. They still haven't gotten back on track, um, but this is this was better. Um, Screen X was an interesting experience because so you go in and they have like the regular theater screen, and then on the, at this one the side of you they project um, the screens on the left and right side, so it's two hundred and seventy degree screen all around you, and they play this little video before the movie starts to kind of show you what it is. And it moves all around, goes upside down, turns and flips. And it's it's really cool and it is very immersive. Uh, you kind of almost feel like you're moving with it, but um, it will mess you up if you have any kind of motion sickness. Um, because there's a scene in, uh, in Ant-Man when they're going to the quantum realm and the screen is like, um, it twists and turns as they're going in through like a, a kind of a funnel and my stomach was like, Oh no, I can't yeah. take this. So I, I think, think I, I think, would do okay with something like that, but I, I don't know. I don't really get the appeal. I suppose it's basically having like a triple monitor set up uh, for all you PC gamers out there. If you've ever had a triple monitor set up and your left and right kind of serve as peripherals, it's kind of like that type of experience. And it's, yeah, yeah it's uh it it does show more of the screen or like it it's kind of neat because in regular shots in a movie where one character would be talking the other character would be kind of off screen in this they're they're just on the extra screen yeah i gotta man i gotta wonder how weird it is to edit for something like that because you have to take into account that screen space and i don't know it feels like it'd be really hard to edit for something like that yeah i have no idea how uh how they put it together but i think it's it's kind of a fun gimmick but if i had to choose uh between like it that or imax i would just go to imax it's hmm. yeah yeah i i would think so yeah um but that's about it's about all i'm doing oh i started the last of us i yeah. am four episodes in and yeah it's pretty damn good i like it i have I have not watched the most recent episode, but yeah, I think it's great, especially as somebody who's played the game. Uh, there, are, there are certainly differences, but it is capturing it very well. And I know um, originally people had doubts on uh, the young lady playing uh, Ellie just because she looks so different, but uh, her mannerisms and the way she delivers her lines, it's like spot on. It's pretty impressive. So I, was, I haven't played the game, so I was going in just with the show. Um, I yeah. know the games, but I haven't played them. When we first meet Ellie, I was like, oh, no, you're is she going to be like this the whole show? But then she like because she at first I found her really whiny and but then but then she 
very quickly gets much better and becomes like one of the favorite people to watch. Um, yeah. So I, I do really like her. And I was trying to describe to Emma that the, um, the actress that plays Ellie has, I, she's not, I mean, she's a very pretty young girl. So her, she has a different facial structure, you know, yeah, genetics, like, you know, like her, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's different. I don't see many people to look like that. Um, the last of us has some gnarly fucking, uh, imagery with the clickers, with the whole fungi and everything. Yeah. Dude, that, Ooh, the the just the clickers alone thinking about what they are and that shit's like growing out of the head and everything's gross yeah. <laughs> it's like creepy and yeah no that's uh that's really good and it's it's creepy too because that fungi or a version of it does actually exist like that's a real thing yeah it's just they've never shown to be able to take over humans that's kind of what that whole intro explains too like it's real yeah. like, the concept is real it's just not possible in today's world so far <laughs> so far um i told them i was like we need to burn and destroy all species of fungi now do we have mar- do we have mushrooms in the house burn them. <laughs> do you but... have mushrooms in the house? <laughs> <laughs> we don't because i don't like mushrooms but yeah um yeah, no, it's it's a good show. It's got some things in it that if you've watched any post-apocalyptic show, you're like, okay, yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. But, like, uh, it's still really good. Like, I, I, Yeah, where The Last of Us is going to separate itself. Because, yeah, it is. It's, it's You say the same thing about the game, too. It's like, at the end of the day, you're killing zombies, right? Like, the actual yep. gameplay, it's killing zombies and that type of thing. And then taking on the humans who are you know gonna who are worse than the monsters yeah like the lord of the flies type shit going on um what makes the difference is the relationship between ellie and joel and we're just starting to get to the point where that's like really evolving and like that becomes so impactful in the in the game at least i don't we don't know in the show yet um i imagine it will in the show as well but it it is a very real relationship so when the stakes Mm. are high and you really feel it and um i i think you'll understand uh what i mean when by the time you get to the end of the show yeah oh, i i believe it. i like i said the, the characters in the writing are really really great so like this the, the stuff that pops up that's in every apocalypse show like oh they got all the resources now like they got all these weapons they got all this they lose it you know they're gonna lose it they always lose it yeah um ellie being special it's like yeah i know i said that's why she's there but like you just overlook it all because it all this the rest of it is so good. I like Joel a lot. I love that when there's a scene when they walk in they're walking up all those flights of stairs and he's like he collapses and she's like, Come on, get up, you lazy ass. He's like, yeah. oh, you lazy ass, you little shit. I'm fifty six years old. Yeah. So like Yeah, I, I like a lot of that. And yeah, it's just great. And I love that it's streaming because it no commercials. And it's just the episodes fly by like the yeah. first episode's an hour and 20 and it was over and i was like what yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, a better version of the walking dead that that for well yeah i mean the first like <laughs> the the first well especially the first season of the walking dead is pretty fucking incredible um but, yeah, yeah the first season when they only had six episodes yeah i mean i like i was good through like four seasons i was locked in and it, it started to started to lose me. I stayed till seven. Yeah, I, and that's the thing with The Last of Us is that we already have a Last of Us 2 video game. And yeah. uh, it's although I think people have kind of come around over time, uh, that has some like very controversial things happen. And um, I just wonder if that's what's going to happen with the season two. If they go that route, I think maybe if you introduce the same character the same characters from the second one but maybe don't have the the big controversial moment that create i don't know you gotta change it up a little bit i don't want to say it out loud just in case people don't know but it's you know maybe they kill the man whose name starts with t instead of the other one well uh again keep watching (laughs) (laughs) well again keep watching they they could do it it's not like you know i don't know they could just do it better yeah you know better 
I I was right, right. I totally understand why people got super pissed off at Last of Us Two. I get it. You know, it's hard to watch someone you care about die. Um, movie or not, game or not, um, but the fact that, that game made you hate somebody with all your fucking might. And by the end of it, you potentially end up liking that character and don't want her to die. It's like, damn, that's that's pretty powerful. So I was impressed, at least, with that game. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting. Because um, I've never played the game, but I, I know what happens. Isn't that the last one? Like They're not doing a Last of Us 3, right? Uh, you never know. Because I wonder if they're going to... Because the show is obviously probably going to go past those events because the show moves so much faster yeah uh, right. so i wonder if they're gonna do a third game or if they're just gonna do a third season and just there, make there's it also uh there's a good chunk of time between the first last of us and the second last of us mm-hmm. so they could play with that time as well yeah we'll see what happens. quite a few time jumps right in the first episode yeah uh yes. Yeah, just because you had to establish, you know, the start of the apocalypse. Um, but that's yeah. how the game does it, too. You know, like, you play out that first episode. That's how the game plays out, too. Yeah. You go through all that. You watch Joel lose his daughter, you know, and yada, yada. I, uh, in the episode that everybody was talking about um, with the, the couple. Yeah. I thought that was a great episode. Yeah. I really liked seeing those two, like, meet and go through life and everything. I thought it was great. I didn't yeah, I, cry I think, at the end of it, but I, I like saw how strong it was. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Some people just overreact. Like you, you could call it a filler episode. I do want sure. Uh, but there is some, a really important thing that happens in that episode. And I don't, it makes the fact that you can be introduced to two random people and then really care about their relationship in the, in a matter of, you know, one episode, I think that's really powerful. It doesn't happen in the game. Uh, It is hinted at their relationship, and we are introduced to... uh, I'm forgetting his name, but freaking Ron Frank and... Yeah. um, Bill? So we we get that, but it's just such a... It's way shorter in the game itself. So, Mm. I don't know. I thought it really made it... It made it work. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. It's okay to have filler episodes man and uh if you can if every filler episode is that well written fine you can bring it all you <laughs> <Yeah>. want most <laughs> aren't so yeah that's one thing i'll say about the last of us that's been really impressive so far as a show is that every episode is its own unique like chapter like yeah. a lot of times you need to watch multiple episodes together at the same time just to feel like things came full circle but every episode has a beginning middle and end and it's it's moving you forward and some shows just kind of forgot how that works these days. So, yeah, for any of you who are bitching about that, um, go watch a CW show uh, because I've stuck with The Flash for nine seasons now. And holy fuck, <laughs> there's some bad filler in the in the in those uh, CW shows. Well, even if you look at it like Supernatural, right? <laughs> like there's 15 seasons of that show. And mm. there's plenty of filler episodes, ones that are just like completely separate from the main story. And some of those are the best episodes in the entire series, right? Like Scooby um, Natural. Like Scooby Natural, that's one of them. Um the the mystery spot from season three with the time loop, that is mm. in the middle of a really important storyline. And yet it's like a funny episode, it's a filler. But it's great, and everyone loves that episode. So you know, if you do them right, uh, people don't bitch. And I, I feel like The Last of Us did fine. I think there was a mm. there was a small crowd of people bitching. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was a gay couple. I think just some people just can't accept Wh- that shit still. I don't understand. Um, Which, The Last of Us isn't... They have gay characters in the game. Yeah, I mean, like, literally Ellie's gay. So, Ellie, yeah. So, you know, like, like, you might want to just... <laughs> if that even problem with that one, you might want to just bear down here. <laughs> just stop right? watching you, Yeah, because it's kind of like... You, Ellie's, I assume, I don't remember if it's been mentioned yet. Uh, I can't remember if she said anything that hinted at her being gay. But yeah, she's gay. So, geez. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I don't know. Uh, I, it, like, is, I don't know. It, it, I don't like when, well, no, not even, because like, 
it's not like it was just being forced at you for no good reason. Like the, it, no. it was an important part of the story, and it was in the game. Like it wasn't as uh, visual. You didn't exactly get a a sex scene in there, but it, he he said that they were partners. So yeah, I just wish that it could just be looked at and seen the same as like a guy and a girl. You don't even have to make men. It's just that's just what they are. It's just a couple, you know. Yeah. But uh, right. there's always people out there who are like yeah. Fuck it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's also it's kind of funny because uh God, why do I always forget his name? The the dude that uh that plays Ron Swanson. Um Isn't that but, his name, Ron Swanson? No, that's his fucking character in um oh. <laughs> that one show. Um uh, but yeah, like he's it's funny because as Ron Swanson, he's the most like American, like conservative type of character. Nick and now Offerman. he's playing, now he's playing a, a gay character and it's just like, ha, that's funny. Like, listen, if he doesn't have a problem doing it, then fuck chill. Yeah. No, you like, have the best of both worlds. They're acting. Nick Offerman. <laughs> yeah. Nick, Nick Offerman. Yeah. He's great. I love him. Yeah. So yeah, go watch The Last of Us if you haven't yet. I just jumped on and yeah, it's it's awesome. It's really good. It's uh up there with one of my new favorite shows. Up there with like Your Honor. It's shows that I gotta watch. Yeah, considering I've been watching like the shows I've been watching in the last month alongside The Last of Us have been Velma and National <laughs> Treasure. It's like The Last of Us looks like a fucking masterpiece. So, which <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you could say that it is. I mean, what is it ranked? Like it's got like a nine point two on IMDb or some shit. Yeah, nine point yeah, two. It's doing really good. Everyone's Velma's talking still down about there, it. like a one point three. Yeah, poor Velma. Poor Velma. I mean, you were at least a two, Velma. It's at a one point five now. Hey, <laughs> what a comeback! <laughs> Progress. Antonia, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could just ignore all the trash and just focus on glenn howerton as fred you can get a couple laughs it's getting That's, to season two so i can't believe it but you know whatever <laughs> maybe they'll be like hey mindy kaling how about you shut the fuck up this season and we'll write it <laughs> and you you just say what we wrote okay how's that sound okay good awesome all right shut the fuck yeah. up now. see you later my uh one of the shows i've been watching for like i said nine years the flash that's fine that's ending this year with uh they gave it could not get into that show they gave it 13 episodes for the final season um i know that they're bringing back Stephen amell uh for oliver queen yeah um not sure how they're gonna do it but they say it's not gonna mess with his his uh crisis ending so i'm like oh my uh my sister-in-law was really into that show yeah. So I kind of like jumped in the like I watched an episode that she was like in the middle of like in the middle of some random season. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is dog shit. And I, <laughs> so I never went back and watched it. I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad. <laughs> season season one is really fucking good. Season two is also really, really good with when they bring in Zoom. And uh, that's when they first start hinting at the multiverse. Yeah. Uh, season three is okay it just it takes forever to reveal who the villain is his identity but season one and two are damn near perfect and then everything after season three has been awful (laughs) it's been really really fucking bad but i I can't remember i don't know what i was like what season she was on when i like jumped in there but i i think any show as long as you can tell a story, I can pretty much get through any show. Like, I just did it with fucking National Treasure and Velma. If I can get through those, I can get through anything, right? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> it was just jumping into that random episode where I only kind of knew what was going on. And, I, dude, yeah. the, just the it was the performances and the writing. I was like, wow, this is just a massive cheese fest. Uh, and I guess, you know, that's CW for you, so. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it is the second longest running uh, live action DC show. Uh, just behind Smallville, so I guess Smallville, they were. Smallville, yeah. Um, but it, it is time for that whole thing to end. Uh, the Arrowverse, they, Supernatural's canon in the Arrowverse as a TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah, I was yeah. like, huh, well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I know they kind of they thought about having that crossover a little bit when they had the, 
like the the episode where Jared and Jensen are kind of in the real world, there was talks about having them cross over because of that and blah blah blah. That would have been funny. They could have done that with uh, Legends of Tomorrow. That would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 20 minutes in, when do you say we talk about the actual movie, yeah? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> Today we're talking about The Strangers Pray at Night, The Strangers 2, the sequel to The Strangers from 2008. This movie came out 10 years afterwards in 2018, has a yeah. 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, directed by Johannes Roberts, and... uh. So I've seen this movie twice now. All right, I saw Same. it. I saw it once during uh, one of those like uh, the watch-alongs. Um, yep. What the hell is that? Why am I zoning out? What the hell that's called now? I was in a hotel know. room on the laptop watching it when you were showing it. Yeah, we did. It was like a post show for the Halloween virtual convention, and uh, yeah. Damien Maffei actually almost joined for that. We just didn't get it scheduled right. Um, but I remember really enjoying it. Yeah, watching I did too. that. Yeah, I remember really enjoying it watching that. Watched it again, this time without people actually watching it with me. <laughs> so maybe that's what why. But I was like, man, this is not nearly as good as I recall. And it, it, let me tell you why as well, because I also watched, I watched them back to back. I watched The Strangers again, and then I watched Pray at Night. Mm-hmm. And man, when you do that, it's just, you just really realize the difference between these movies. The tone is so different from the strangers to pray at night and i i just i mean i get it there's 10 years between them it's completely different filmmakers completely different i mean there's not a single person who was uh playing the original strangers that went and played them again in pray at night so it's it's just completely different crew and i don't know man i was like damn this is just not nearly as good as the first one that's where i was at and i see it I haven't seen the first one in a long time, but I really remember not liking it, uh, except for the whole uh, reasoning behind what they were doing. Like that, why are you doing this? Because you were home. I still think is one of the scariest, most unsettling (laughs) lines ever. Yeah. And reasoning ever. Um, It is. It is scary. But man, I remember the first movie being really slow. It is. It is a little little bit of a slower movie, but. Okay, so like the reason I thought The Strangers was so good, looking back at it again, is that it, it's, it reminds me of the Tech Chainsaw Massacre, um, and not so much that it's like that good of a movie where it's like it's a game changer, but it, it has this grit to it and this very real feeling. The, the camera is almost always uh, handheld. It's a very shaky movie, but God, it's, just, it's like you're there sometimes and you can feel that terror. And the, and the way it ends spoiler alert the way the strangers ends with it being like they did it they fucking won and that's so different this time around in pray at night uh it is just like really scary and it because it is inspired by true events and like the shit really happened uh yeah it's just kind of fucked up <laughs> and you could just like really feel that movie's kind of like that has some genuine scary things in it not so much like visually scaring you but things that kind of eat away at you, like that line, like you're talking about that, yeah, you know, because you were home, like that's fucking scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, don't know, I probably should watch it again, um, because yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, and uh, I just remember, yeah, not not loving it the first time. So I thought the characters were cool, like Baghead and uh, whatever the other two are called. Um, yeah, I I just looked this up. It's it's in the IMDb. It's literally Man in the Mask, okay, Dollface, and Pinup. Okay, um, I like Baghead better, but okay, Man in the Mask. Uh, yeah, I like them. I thought they were interesting. Uh, when it, the second one, I don't know. I just I I really really enjoy the second one. Is uh. The, they're chasing his family around, you know, like the this because the story of the second one is that the strangers after after the events of the first film, uh, they get away. Uh, they're in a pickup truck. They pull up to this uh, uh, trailer park and murder the two people who run the trailer park. And then there's this family, and they apparently are taking their problem child, teenage daughter, to boarding school. Uh, so the parents, the daughter, and the brother all drive 
to to take her there, but they don't make it in one day. They wanted to pull into this trailer park that apparently the aunt and uncle of the family uh, own and run and were killed by the strangers. They go in, they get their key, they go to the trailer, and you know the strangers start to mess with them and hijinks ensue. Yeah, but uh, that's really it. <laughs> yeah, that's the plot. Um, I don't know. I, I still like the strangers. I think I like the more faster pace of this one. This one yeah. is slightly more action based. There's yeah, not. I, I like this movie. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I still. I think it's enjoyable, but. This it moves away from like the horror of the first one and like that that grit and it becomes much more playful and it's really really running with like the 80s vibes. Like it mm. really wants that that 80s vibe. Um so that and they were literally they the whole goddamn budget went to the soundtrack. <laughs> Probably, like, we're, yeah. we're putting the whole fucking budget into the soundtrack because we want that good ass 80s shit in there at the most random times. All right. Anytime we can, we're bumping that shit and that'll be good enough. Yeah. That's what happens. Between that and that one explosion at the end of yeah. the truck. Um, which, which, by the way, they when that truck explodes and um, you see uh, the, the daughter looking at it, when it shows her POV, it shows you looking at that truck, you can clearly see the truck is empty. That, like, which well there's uh, like a there's a huge burst of flame there like in the driver's seat because i noticed that too but there is at least there's like a ton of fire there so it could be him engulfed in flames but there's no fucking way he was going back out after that though that's the thing um at least he is very burned but he yeah he's very burned has a big shard of glass through his stomach uh baghead mr Bankhead does um the I, I do like the family in it. I didn't find the family annoying. The daughter, a little bit. Like, she can get a little bit on your nerves. That's with... Bailey Madison. How dare you? Well, just a little bit with her, you know. I mean, honestly, though, I agree. But uh, that is <laughs> ba- that is Bailey Madison, who, God, I, just, I remember seeing her so much when she was a kid. Uh, like, she's in Just Go With It uh, with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. She's, like, the the daughter in that. Mm. And she's been in so much shit when she was a kid. And I've seen her cr- bridge Terabithia. So I've seen her cry so many times as a kid and it hurt then. And now she, cr- her, her face when she cries is exactly the same. Mm. And it, I was like, God damn little nostalgic pain right <laughs> Leave there. <her> alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. But she, especially at the beginning, like, you know, she, it's her character. She's supposed to be really bitchy. And then, you know, the troubled child. And yeah. um, I hated the way she smoked cigarettes. That was distracting to me. I was like, you've never touched a cigarette in your life, have you, Bailey? I get it. Good for you. Um, yeah. Actually, I love the fact that her brother made the joke. It's like, you know, you're supposed to inhale those, right? And it yeah. was like, yeah, because she's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like they fucking wrote that line in like on set because like, God, she is not doing that looks so fucking fake. You're like, yeah, it does. Yeah. She nailed it. Um, fuck, I just had something I was going to say. Oh, one thing that annoyed me in this movie, actually talking about the brother. Because oh, yeah. I I totally feel like I would have done the opposite when uh, I believe it's Pinup is on top of Kinsey in the trailer yeah. and he comes in with a gun. He's like, "Get off her, girl. motherfucker! Shoot her!" Yeah, he just couldn't pull the. Tra- I mean, at least we kind of got a we got a little foreshadowing that that might happen because when his dad grabs the gun, he's like, "You're not. You can't actually shoot them, are you?" I was like, "Well, fuck, if I gotta." Um, so you could clearly tell he's not into guns and he's, he's very nonviolent person. True, uh, but they just butchered his mother in the bathroom. Well, he didn't know that yet, did he? Yeah. He, oh, did, did he find out before he, that? Yeah, because uh, him and the him and his dad went to oh, the trailer right. and, yeah. and saw her, and then and then his dad him and then went to get the gun. And then you know, his him and his dad in the minivan have a little accident. Crash yeah. the trailers, dad gets a fucking two by four or something. <laughs> Piece of wood driven through his abdomen, and then I thought that was pretty wild. How like he leaked because yeah, the dad tells um, the brother Luke, you know, go find your sister, take the gun, go, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna get some help. I'll be back, and he leaves, and uh, the man in the mask just walks up, gets in the car, sits next to him. 
Yeah. And like he knows he's gonna die and he's freaking out and he's saying, like, please, please, please don't. And he's so slow about it. And like he looks to the radio, he finds a song, he turns it up, and then he Yeah. He uh slowly grab you know, he pulls out that ice pick and just kind of like slowly moves it around toward him and and then you know jabs it in his throat and he dies. Yeah, shout out to Damien Maffei. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he he is I really like the way he he does the man in the mask and that's actually the only kill in the movie that really works for me because that is the closest it gets to feeling like the first one where Mm. it is just like man i don't give a fuck about you guys and i'm gonna take my sweet time because i'm here to have fun with it and yeah like he that one's pretty creepy that one's pretty creepy yeah that one's good um i feel bad for i like how the mom death was done it wasn't done like that but it was like because uh kenzie had to watch like her yeah. mom was like begging her, was... tell her to run and pin up, yeah. like stabbing her and stabbing her and stabbing her. I hated the CGI blood squirts in that scene, but beyond yeah. that, uh, I, yeah, it's just it's very simple. I I think because this movie was trying so much to feel like this eighty slasher type of vibe and be more fun and playful with it, mm-hmm. I just think they probably should have gone a little bit further with the kills, and you know, I don't know Maybe more on the sadistic side. Yeah. Because they, they're not. It's no. It no longer feels real. Like the realism of the first one is kind of gone. This is. It's a little more playful. <laughs> so I just think like, hey man, let's do the kills that way too then, and well, let's go for it. Yeah. So realism definitely goes out the window at the end with Baghead. <laughs> well, I mean, first there's the there's the pool kill or the lack of the lack thereof, which I was I was confused by that because why wouldn't the man in the mask finish the kill? Why would he guarantee? I first, if he, if Luke would have really died there, I'd have been like, yes, that's fucking great because he stabs him. And I wish he would just would have got out of the pool and just stood over him and just watched him slowly fucking drown in his own blood. Yeah. Like that was, that would have been dark. And I thought they were going to do that at first. And then, yeah, fucking Kinsey shows up and saves him. It's like, okay, well, damn. (laughs) There goes that opportunity. Yeah. I'm not sure. Command the mask, just gone. He's just fucking gone now. He walked away. Yeah, it is, thumbs. it is weird and forced how he survives um, because, yeah, he, he stabbed him like that. And you see a f- shitload of blood yeah. come out of him. And, yeah, he just leaves. And then, you know, then Kenzie shows up and saves him. And uh, so it just feels it feels really strange why he would. Like how he survives. Because, yeah, you're right. Why would Bagman just leave and not confirm the kill? Especially after, just before that, uh, Luke kills uh, uh, the mom there. Or not the mom, but the, the other killer. Yeah, right. Oh. Right. Hold yeah, on and, and that, that's another thing. Yeah, you know, like uh, the killer. I guess they were just kind of closing the door in a sequel. You know, it's like, okay, we're done with this. It's already been 10 years since the first one. You know, let's just conclude this thing. Uh, but because the killers do get kind of like just smacked away a little bit and and that's it. It's just, uh, it's not as powerful as the first one for that reason. Because the first one, they couldn't do anything. They were fucked the whole movie. They were yep. screwed. And you really, you can't do that twice. I understand that. It's just, I don't know, man. They literally get, they get a full dub. They get a full dub out of this. Yeah, but I guess you can't, like you say, you can't do it twice. I guess they have to get theirs. Yeah, uh, at least they get a couple good lines. Like, Pinup says, uh, but we're just getting started. Which, dude, by the way, that line, <laughs> I I hate the audio mix on that line. Uh, yeah. I, I like the line. I, I think that, I was like, oh, that's that's fun. But you hear Kinsey say her line. She's screaming. She's screaming out, you know, like, why are you doing this? Like, but please stop you know it's like yeah and then all of a sudden her super loud voice is like right in the microphone just choking on the microphone just, we're just getting started <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like jesus yeah. all right that is a that is a good jump moment because you yeah, don't know yeah. she's in there and oh she's in the, like the darkness and then she just pops yeah. out and... too bad that was in the trailer i remember it yeah why would you give that away in the trailer god damn it the trailer, I do. Rem- I mean, yes, they do give away some shit in the trailer, but I remember. Uh, I I think we're alone now. Was the trailer song? 
don't know if yeah. you remember that, but man, that shit was so dope. That movie looked incredible because of that. Of course, it was only okay, but you know. <laughs> and I don't yeah. think that song's in the movie, is it? I think we're alone now. Not unless it's in the credits. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Yeah, because it played like you know when he pulls up the truck next to her, the to her car. Yeah, I think it's the police vehicle, and he turns the radio up. It was that song. It was I think we're uh, alone now. Yeah. Why didn't they use that in the movie? I love that song. God damn it! So they use every other '80s bop. Dude, well, the movie starts with "Kids in America." I was like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, <laughs> the music is a little odd. The choices they were literally uh, just like they were trying to hit nostalgia. They were running on the Stranger Things, <laughs> like the Stranger Things uh, coattails right there. They're like, "All right, we, if we just throw a bunch of '80s nostalgia in there, we're gonna blow the fuck up." <laughs> and it worked for the trailer, I guess, but I don't know hmm. if it works as well in the movie itself that would have been a great tagline for the movie the strangers to stranger things (laughs) (laughs) what a missed opportunity yeah well i they didn't kill the dog so that was good yeah i suppose so (laughs) killed the couple that owned the dog pretty brutally that that part's a little creepy uh, at first when, uh, they first show up at the campground and, uh, they're knocking at the door and the old lady gets up and then like she turns and just sees pinup just standing there in the dark. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you okay. cut, you cut back to the old man sleeping in bed and pinup lays down in the bed. Yeah. Like that yeah, part was creepy. Yeah. Um, pinups, the reasoning in this one, like Kenzie's like, why don't you, why are you doing this? Why? And, and pinups just like, why not? Well, that, that was Dollface, right? Yeah. Dollface. Um, yeah. 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 It was a little, it was interesting. I, I think this actually makes it a little creepier when she takes off her mask and it is just a, you know, it's a regular, uh, pretty attractive blonde chick. And yeah, she's just, yeah. Just dark <laughs> as shit. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and she gets, you know, blasted with a shotgun twice. Yeah. Uh, Kenzie, I thought Kenzie, when she used the shotgun the second time, it should have like knocked her back more. She yeah, does I don't, like, I don't know what gauge that shotgun was, but mm, I'd actually have to go back thing. and look. Uh, I mean, shotguns are, are more manageable than you would think. Could have been a twenty gauge. Mm. Probably was because it was a pump shotgun, right? It probably was a twenty yeah, it gauge. Yeah, pump. A poor cop. She never stopped. Yeah. Never stopped to help people. I, I thought. I thought at first, and I saw that cop. I was like, "Is that the man in the mask? Are they fuck?" I was like looking. I was like, "Is that Damien right there?" But yeah, it wasn't. Instead, yeah. it was just incompetent cop. Fucking yeah. idiot. Gets his throat slit. Why would you listen? I I think I don't know how remote this town is, but I feel like anytime someone calls murder, you get a phone call that says there are people, there are dead bodies here that were fucking murdered. I feel like more than one cop should show up. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you should send, you know, at least four. <laughs> I, I I hated the way the uh, the nine one one operator was like, "You need to calm down." It's like, bitch, you fuck. <laughs> I, I understand they're like, "Hey, I use like they try to do a good." They try to say that every time, like, "Hey, calm down," so I can understand you. I yeah. I hate the way they did that. It's so rude. Why are nine one one operators so rude in movies? I don't know. Should talk to one. And be like, how do you feel about your representation in movies? Well, I mean, the thing is, if anybody calls in and they're panicking like that yeah. and they're they're saying like murder, like people are dead, people like you you're going to take that seriously. So I always hate in movies when they're like, "Whoa, there, just calm down. Maybe you're blowing this out of proportion." Like, "No. <laughs> no, I'm not." Yeah. Yeah, there are people here wearing masks that have like knives and action shit. They're killing people. Well, just calm down. <laughs> now, are you sure? Can yeah, you see them sure? now? Could you go ask one? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird like that in, in movies. Like, damn, dude, how incompetent do you think nine one one operators are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Go, go ahead. Um, I had a point. What the hell was I going to say? The uh, the demise of each one of the strangers is uh, kind of lackluster. Not oh, well, yeah. except for like Baghead, but well, I I actually hate the man in the mask. Like that whole, I don't part of it. I don't like part of that sequence. Yeah, because um, he he runs into the the police vehicle that Kenzie is in a bunch of times, 
ends up getting his truck stuck on the mangled metal. There's a bunch of gas leaking out. And Mackenzie, like, grabs her lighter, flicks it. Baghead just looks at her like, fuck. And she throws it, and it lights up. Blows up. Like, huge explosion. Yeah. Mackenzie's walking away. Baghead man. You see the truck back up, turn, and come after her while it's on fire. Inside now. Chases her for a bit. Uh, she gets on the bridge. Chuck stops. Man in the mask gets out. Walks a little bit, falls to his knees, pulls a big ass shard of glass out of his uh, stomach, falls down, and you yeah. think, "Oh, he's dead." And only to come back at the last little bit, very like TCM like, um, with Kenzie on the back of the truck and the killer chasing her, and and then Kenzie picks up the old bat and <laughs> cracks Beg in the side of the head, and that's it for him. Yeah, I so. I hate the fact that he doesn't get out of the fucking truck after being stuck and seeing her there at the lighter. Um, it, it's already crazy enough that he it happened. It all just kind of happened so fast. It's just like, okay, um, all right. It, now there's gas leaking, and oh, I'm not going to do anything to avoid it. And then <laughs> I'm still going to be okay enough to drive. And somehow the flames will you know, stop themselves despite me being in complete and utter pain right now. Especially with that sack head, that sack mask, like that would have went straight up and burned you. Like it does. It was a part of it missing, but he's good. I feel like that should have uh, intensified the, the burning. I mean, we literally see him completely engulfed in flames and all of a sudden he's not anymore. I'm like, okay, sure. And then even though he was in, He's on the verge of dying, right? Like he's he's not doing well. He still toys with her instead of just running her over. Like he goes out of his way to avoid hitting her and drift in front of her to make her turn down to the bridge, and then he slows down while again chasing her onto the bridge. And she she lays down and she's like she's defeated, and he still just doesn't finish the damn thing. Then he gets out and before he can still finish it and hit her with the axe, he falls over and is basically dead. Although he still gets one last goddamn burst. I'm like, what yep. are we do? What is this? Like, just finish the job. Kill her. God damn it. <laughs> just pull the fucking trigger. Uh, yeah. It, like it's, it goes, it's kind of like when the, the brother surviving, like it feels very, uh, I don't know if forced is the right word, but like they're really. It, yeah, it's that realism of the maybe. first one. That realism yeah. of the first one's gone. Like it's just complete bullshit. Yeah. It's weird. And, uh, that, that's another thing. There are a couple moments in this movie that seem to be really very closely riding the line between paying homage and just ripping off other movies. So well, like the two, the two examples right at the top of my head. Like one was, I think it was, uh, it would have been Dollface. I think when she's in the cop car and she's tr- she the keys aren't there, and all of a sudden taps on the glass with the knife and Very shows the keys. Yeah. I was like, dude, that is like shot frame by frame exactly the same way Ghostface does it in Scream. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. And then of course the end, the uh, when she does get away from Bagface. <laughs> now you got to call him Bag. Look what you did. Um, <laughs> when, she, when she gets away from the man in the mask in the back of the truck with the the baseball bat, it is almost exactly the same as texting some masker. Yep, that's we were watching and that scene happened, and Emma's like, "Wow, this is very TCM." Yeah, <laughs> it, like, like yeah. not very subtle, man. Like it's yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's actually it's a lot like in It Chapter Two when the they have the severed head and it grows like legs and runs around. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Gee, I wonder where I've seen that before. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, like, hmm, okay. Uh, and I really so they get to like the hospital room right for the, through the end of the movie, and there's a knock at the door, and you know Bailey's uh or uh, Ken's Kenzie. freaking out. Yeah, she drops the the water and is like frozen at the knock. I'm like, do you really think that? 
bag head is standing outside that door. Well, okay, here's the thing. I'm I'm okay with this if with her like being mentally defeated and now she's she's got PTSD for life. And every time a fucking a knock at the door happens, it's going to mess with her every time. But Yeah, that'd be all right. I hate the way that we never actually get cl- like closure on who that is at the door. Like right now, the way it ends, it just cuts to black with her, you know, freaking out. It could literally just be it it could be the man in the mask for all we know. Yeah. I mean, like, is it supposed to be a cliffhanger? <laughs> I would assume it's a nurse cuz the nurse would usually like knock. Right. But, but yeah. If I w- if I was the one making that scene, the, just a little thing I would have done differently to really emphasize the point that she is mentally fucked now, okay? Is that I'd have that door handle start to open, like just you see it move and the door starts to crack, and then I would have her flip shit like just start screaming and panicking and then a nurse walks in and they're trying to help her and like that then that's it then you can cut to black it's like yeah it doesn't matter for the rest of her life she's gonna be terrified to answer the door yeah instead we're like maybe maybe it is the man in the mask i don't know he's in the room down the hall (laughs) he wanted to come say (laughs) hi Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, goddamn, he survived the fire. Are we? Who are we to say that baseball swing from somebody who doesn't play baseball actually finished him off? I mean, it looked like a hell of a swing. It certainly made quite the crack. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say he's probably he can't count to four anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if it would actually kill him. Uh, but brain damage certainly. Ble- yeah. Brain brain bleeding for sure. Yeah. Yeah, talking about it and pointing these things out, and you can see, like, yeah, the Stranger 2 definitely had some uh, weak points and maybe some gaps in logic. Yeah, um, it was just it was just trying to do so much more. It was trying to fit itself a little bit more into the slasher genre. So the, it gives you more of a relationship between siblings here. So we're kind of rooting for them a little bit more, although I think the couple in the original kind of hits you a little bit deeper. Um, but... I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a relationship between siblings here who are reuniting and, you know, they were going through some shit and now they're going to push together through it because their parents sucked, yada, yada. Um, so you get you get more of that, which is kind of closer to a slasher vibe where, where Bailey Madison is serving as our final girl here. That's why she does get to go solo at the end. That was the reason for keeping Luke to the sideline. Like, they're trying to feel more like an 80s slasher movie. And, yeah, I don't know, it's just so far away from the tone of the first one, it loses me a little bit. I think they should have killed Luke and have her be sole survivor. And yeah, yeah. just be fucked. Like she's just crazy. She's in the hospital at the end, like I said, and the door like knocks and she just loses her shit. And it's just, I, like I a, can't believe, I can't believe that Luke survived anyway. Like he was dude, stabbed they, twice deeply in the back. Yeah. And they did nothing to stop that bleeding. They just no. kind of set him down in the freaking diner space or whatever and leave him there. And she has that whole final battle with the man in the mask. And then she g- drives away in that pickup truck. So yeah. how long did it take for them to get somewhere where they could get help and then get back over there to get him an ambulance, give him the attention he needs? How much blood did he lose already? Like yeah, he was, it's he was daytime. Away. Yeah, exactly. And he was fading away in the pool already. Like he was already on his way out. Yeah. And yet, yeah, all these hours later, he, he's good. He's just fine. Stitch him up. Walk it off. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like those logic gaps that they uh, they just kind of put in there and say, you know, just go with it. Don't ask questions. Just go with it. Well, no, but <laughs> but these are like strikingly there. Like you <laughs> can't just ignore these, but that's what they want you to do. Because, you know, uh, killing, blood, man driving truck while on fire. Uh, how is he doing that with a burnt sack on his head and a fire burning at his eyes? I don't know. Because if you're around fire, like the smoke would just force your eyes shut. Like you wouldn't <laughs> be able to really see. Like it would just, but, you know. So I... Yeah. um. <laughs> I was I was reading some reviews in IMDb of this movie mm-hmm. and the top review 
gave it a four out of ten and said, "Why are you so stupid?" And it just has some quotes here. I'm going to read you these because I think they're funny, and it, it it really just points out kind of the despicable writing that happens throughout this movie. So. Hey, let's leave all of our phones unattended in one place, even though we're clearly suspicious of a creepy person outside. That's right. I kind of forgot about that. And then their phones get destroyed (laughs) as a result. So true. uh, True. Hey, let's leave my wife and daughter behind while I go investigate a crime scene. Yeah. I didn't think about that one either. They, it is, it is interesting that like they were literally, they came up to their parents screaming and panicking and like, Oh my God, we just found our aunt and uncle murdered in a, in a brutal way. I swear to God. And guys then, are joking <laughs> yeah there's that and and then when they finally like do believe them they're like oh the dad is like okay you you and your mom you go back to the the trailer and then me and luke will go check it out it's like why the why would you do that there like there's your two manpower all right if you want to make that argument there go the they're your two defenders of the group yeah separate completely separate from your daughter and your wife why would you do that also why didn't they like pin up or is it pin up or is doll face um, comes up to their trailer two different times asking if Tamara's home and then just walks away and leaves all creepy like, and they're like, Oh, eh, eh. like they, they don't. Yeah. not going to call anybody and like try, I try to be, help. Yeah. It's like, what the f- call the police. This person is like, something is up. But no, there's no, no. Yeah. Then, yeah, there is that two against one moment. Let's let's not defend ourselves whatsoever. Yeah. Let's stand off to the side. When she breaks through the door, we'll grab her. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's two against one again. And I also have a gun. Now, let's not shoot the psychopath who killed my mom and just run away. Let's also <sighs> leave the gun behind and completely forget about it a few moments later. <laughs> yeah. That fucking annoyed me. Like, dude, this person... This is the one you've seen is like your mom is dead. And now this person is trying to kill your sister, almost about to succeed. And you just say, get off her. I have a gun. We're leaving now. Bye. Yeah. Right. Shoot her. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck man. I don't care if you don't like guns or not. Like, you know how to use it. Shoot her. (laughs) Yeah. And then, Hey, let's leave my stab brother behind without attempting to patch the wound and stop the bleeding in any way. Yep. Just said that. Yeah. Hey, let's not warn the cop. There's a mass killer behind me, even though the cl- killer is clearly in my field of vision. I was yes! thinking that too. I was thinking that too. I was like, dude, she, yeah, she doesn't say a damn word. Like, you can clearly see him back there. Like, come on now. It's fucking the girl. Like, you can see Kenzie, the cop, the the killer, uh, dollface, like, or pinup, whichever one it is, the teenage girl one, uh, is coming from Kenzie's right side. There's does Kenzie not have peripheral vision? Like, holy fuck. Yeah, it's Jesus. And then of course after that, like, hey, I found a shotgun. Let's leave it behind and run away on foot. Totally <laughs> forgot about that. She leaves that shotgun behind. She does. I never even thought about that. But yeah, yeah. like she fired two shots. Well, that's enough. <laughs> Just leave it here. <sighs> oh, then then their last one here. Hey, I'm a killer with a perfectly functioning vehicle and could quite easily run the wounded 15 year old over. Let's stop and walk outside the car for no reason. <laughs> yep, that's because yeah, because you put your character in a place where they cannot win unless the killer does something stupid. Because you, you, I, you put your character in a in a spot where the killer has, uh, has the thing that could easily kill them right now. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, we can't have that. Just have him stop the car and get out and go after her. Why? Yeah. Uh, because we wrote ourselves into a corner. <laughs> yeah. I listen, like the movie has its fun moments and it is really trying to feed on your 80s nostalgia with all the music. And sometimes it's successful in doing so. But when you stop and look at just the massive, not so much plot holes, but the ridiculous decisions that are made by both you know the protagonist and the antagonist of the movie it's fucking unbelievable it's unbelievable how stupid all of them are i didn't even think about most of them while watching it but now thinking talking about them and like you people are all fucking stupid all of you like the logic gaps in this movie is ridiculous yeah there's so much that that could have been avoided in this movie if they were actually just regular thinking people (laughs) 
<laughs> like yep. nor, any normal human could have gotten out of this scenario by just not being stupid. Yeah, and to, to yeah. me, you get a handgun and you get a shotgun and somehow you lose both. <laughs> you lose both. You just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, because he put the he puts the handgun on the table while he's trying to nurse the wound that his sister has. And then uh, Baghead Man like drives the truck through the trailer, which hits the cocktail and the gun. They don't even bother to look for that. They're just gone. Yeah. And then the shotgun. I don't know. She she just like, left it. She just like, fucking mm. left the thing. It's like she, oh. she kills one of the, the strangers with it. Hey, big W. Maybe you should keep it with you just in case. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Shotgun's pretty useful against people that you know. You just yeah. killed someone with it. So that that's but. the thing. That's the thing about this movie. Uh you know, the first one you can kinda you get it, whether they don't have a gun to defend themselves or you couldn't get to it in time, which uh when when the strangers hits, it hits fast, right? Like they, they get them mm-hmm. locked down pretty quick. Um But in this one, it's like, dude, no excuse, man. You guys literally had the solution in your hand twice like these are just killers using phallic weapons you could you, you were fine yep. there was no reason to not win this one fucking idiot yeah i feel like the whole family could have made it out actually <laughs> if they yeah had... like it, literally <laughs> the dad like the dad waiting to open the door to go shoot at the man in the mask like that was the start of the problem like giving him a countdown and sh- i mean listen you you should even in home defense you should make a warning like, legally you're supposed to like hey I'm going to shoot if if you come any closer. Like, you, you're supposed to do that legally. Yeah. Uh, but, like, dude, at least show them you have the gun. Like, get into, like, don't let them run away. Yeah. Again, they're human. <laughs> yeah. Bullets like, will and, stop them. I didn't, I didn't like the way the dad said that, too. It's like, okay, you did just find the aunt and uncle dead. Their bodies fucked. Okay. Yeah, not just dead. Fucking, <laughs> like, brutally, like, murdered yeah, mangled. In, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so you you know they did that you yep. you know that they're already capable why give him the option just to go away i hate that i would never do that like dude there's a killer on the loose both of my kids are here and my wife and you're 10 feet away from me now i'm probably <laughs> gonna do something about it <laughs> yeah i, I, I have the gun we're gonna we're, we're gonna end this right now and i'm gonna save potentially my life and my entire family's life along with possibly others in the future like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. I'm gonna shoot. Him. Yeah, I like. I'm not a gun person at all, and all this, and uh, you know, all that. I if I was the dad and had the gun, I'd shoot that motherfucker in between the eyes. Yeah, it'd be like, one thing if you didn't know yet, if you didn't find bodies yet, and this could be somebody just pranking you, you know, because kids are fucking stupid and do shit like that. Yeah. But like, no, man, you found the dead bodies, and now there's a guy out there with an axe. Yeah, I'm probably gonna shoot him. I <laughs> would say that guy's too. probably guilty. Yeah. Yeah, wearing a mask too. It's like, okay, you're definitely the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there was no question about it at that point. So I don't know. He's like, and I, I feel see? like that would be the normal response for people too. I understand you're scared, but the guy only has an axe. You have a gun. Finish it. Yeah. Finish it. Yeah, you're, uh, and I'll guarantee he's not going to throw that axe faster than that gun's going to fire that bullet. <laughs> well, first of all, I was thinking about this just in a while watching this movie actually for some reason i i think if somebody was one-on-one with you like they had an axe and were trying to hit you with it i think it'd be kind of hard to successfully get a clean attack with an axe with somebody who knows you're swinging at them because it yeah because the axe does have weight to it and you have to build up a swing to it you can only swing it so fast and you have to be you have to have a clean swing with it to penetrate properly or it's just gonna like kind of you know all off your body yeah yeah so i I really think that someone as long as you know the axe is coming i think you'd be all right but that just never happens in movies either i don't know about all right (laughs) but i think you'd be able to do something because if they miss the if they miss a swing they have to build it back up again yeah so like you're you should be able to then take action i don't know Someone comes swinging an axe at me. I need to test it. Let me just test the theory. <laughs> Call Nick. Nick, I need you to swing the axe. Or hey, I'm I really, swing this axe at you. <laughs> are you, Especially that type of axe, you can swing it pretty fast. But I'm just saying, like, damn. Yeah. It is such a big, long weapon, though. Like, even if you do swing it fast, it's like... you. I feel like your dodging ability with an axe is probably pretty good. 
you know, you should have time just to take a step back, theoretically. Yeah. Like, you should have time. <laughs> if it was by surprise, fine, I get that. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, you, if you see him coming, I, I think you could do something about it. It's also easy to block, theoretically. If you've Even if, like, you put your hands up, as long as they're far enough forward to hit the wood, the handle, and not the blade, you're good. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being ignorant. There's a good chance. I would say 50-50 shot. 99% chance I'm being ignorant. But, you know, whatever. So I'm getting mean, next. Uh, next time I see Damien, I'm going to ask him to swing an axe at me and see if I can avoid it. <laughs> Just swing. Are you sure? I can get the... No, no. Use that one. <laughs> okay. That way we know for sure that my theory is accurate. If Damien himself swings the axe, we'll be good to go. You come home, you're missing an ear. Well, <laughs> gotta lose my hand. Well, turns out it didn't work, boys. <laughs> but hey, now we know. <laughs> yeah, we need to myth bust that shit. Yeah. I'll write that down. Schedule for next week. <laughs> that would that would be I, I you know what? I'll I'll message Damien about it. Like, hey man, uh, I have this idea. <laughs> Think, I'm thinking we myth bust the whole axe swinging in horror movies and see if it's actually avoidable. Thoughts? Damien, I bet you, knowing Damien, I bet you'd be super into it. Yeah. That dude is a nut. I don't know if you've never met him, he's so over the top and funny. And he's like, he's actually good friends with, uh, with Mike from We Watched a Movie. Oh, yeah. And like, their personalities are perfect for each other. So if you know Mike, you kind of know Damien where uh, and the kind okay. of humor he's into. That makes sense, yeah. I... Good dude. I'm glad he's in uh, Detection of the Master game. He deserves more credit. Um, speaking of him, I, I do know uh, from listening to Mike that uh, because they, they're rebooting The Strangers uh, for a brand new movie, and I know he's not playing uh, Man in the Mask yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah I mean... Uh... What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. I don't know why they make decisions like that in Hollywood to not bring back the the same people. I mean, they didn't do it. Nobody in the first Strangers that was one of the Strangers killers. Uh, none of them went on to play it in the second one. But like I said, it's been 10 years. There's 10 years between those movies. So yeah, I kind of get it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> now it's been five years. So not a movie that I think needs a reboot, by the way. No. I, I don't think so either. I think the first one is, you know, where it's people seem to mostly like it. The second one is there. Who Who's and making it? Who's making the, the reboot? I don't know. Blumhouse or Lionsgate, probably. Lionsgate. Lionsgate yeah. remake of the 2008 horror pick. Hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Why? The first one is plenty good enough to chill it's fine you don't need to do it again money 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 cash in yeah stupid it's only it's not even 20 years old man the movie's 15 years old we're already gonna reboot it really like what are you gonna do differently to make that worth it honestly yeah what are you gonna do yeah, That's, you to give more of a backstory to the family like that. Fuck off! Well, don't do that. That would that would be then they wouldn't be strangers anymore. The whole point well, I, of strangers is like you know, yeah, you, you've no idea who they are. Well, I, I'm not even saying I'm not even saying that the the strangers themselves, but like the couple. In oh, the, the couple. Like, yeah, like, I don't. Come on, man. There's no but, point. But even that, like, kind of ruins. Like, it's just supposed to be like just a random, you know, yeah, attack. Any, Anywhere in America, that type of thing. Yeah. Anywhere in America, nowhere in yeah. Canada. <laughs> Too cold. Uh, yeah. So, uh, moral of the story: uh, pray at night. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's it can be fun, but if you stop okay. to think about it, you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> I I just I think that what the first one did was really capture a truly like horrifying true story. And kind of replayed that in a very realistic way that felt genuine and scary. Do you know anything about the true story? uh, To a degree. I I know nothing. The movie, the movie actually like from what I recall, it's been a long time since I've thought, but I believe the movie is actually pretty accurate. 
uh, that it literally just people that kind of like some Manson family shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like we're just showing up. We're just showing up um, because you were home. They act. Does it say in the true story they wore masks? I believe like so. That? I believe so. I don't know if the if the masks are th- that accurate, but I believe they they were all wearing masks in some huh. way. I'm gonna have to look that up. It's kind of curious. Yeah, true crime. The Rabbit and Red True Crime Podcast. <sighs> yeah, it's coming. <laughs> I would love to do a true crime podcast, but it's so oversaturated that genre. Oh God, yeah, it's no. It's just like everybody and their mother has a true crime. I I will say I prefer the ones that are, uh, you know, like uh, Ryan and Shane. They used to be on BuzzFeed. Now they they have, I think it's called The Watcher. That's their channel now. Uh, They actually are just like two friends talking about it. Like one shares a story. The other one reacts. And it's not trying to be like creepy and weird. They just talk normal. Mm. I don't like true crime shows that are basically just reading a script. And they're just like. (laughs) <laughs> it's always some super deep and like intense it's like asmr style it almost feels like mm. yeah it's like, oh yes the strangers 2008 march 8th 2008 yeah a family of two sits at home watching tv yeah like, it's just, like damn like chill out <laughs> yeah all right just... i like to i don't know about true crime exactly but I think it's fun to talk about some things that are like unexplained that maybe are supernatural, maybe not, maybe like, you know, just mysteries, kind of basically like unsolved mysteries, but like that, that really like just weird shit. Oh yeah. I I love stuff like that, man. I love it. That's why I've always wanted to do a podcast like that, but I just, you know, like I said, super oversaturated market over there. Yep. Yep. And then no matter what you do, because I would want to do something more laid back, like I just mentioned, but then I'd be like, oh, you're ripping off Watcher, you're ripping off Ryan and Shane. Like, okay, well, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just... All right. Well, whatever. It's like, I can't win. I just wanted to do something nice. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, then forget it. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think that's that's pretty much it. I think so. So same old, same old, folks. If you have any left to review wherever you're listening, please do. It really helps the channel or the show grow. Follow us over on Twitter at Rabbit and Red Pod. Leave suggestions on what you want us to cover next. Hopefully nothing too terrible. Thanks. Yeah. yeah hopefully. <laughs> uh, that That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's all, that's all we got for today. <sighs> all right. Well, then, until next week, remember that everyone's entitled to one good podcast. Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos for creating! Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Look what you did to him! Death has come to your little town, Sheriff.